Limousine. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. I'm your non-binary Twitter dinosaur, Kyle, and with me as always are my mu- museum curators. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Sky is what I was going to say. As well, Sergeant, <laughs> yep, Sergeant Sky. Sky. <laughs> you know, That's good. No, the stick title with it. of Stay a with museum it. curator. <laughs> I mean, I am not good at this. these. I should just stick to my name. I should Sky, just say my why, name. This is why I enjoy it so much. Let's, <laughs> like, let's, let's try this again. Twitter bot, uh, and then you're like, I have. Oh, I put you guys on the spot, and then it, then something like that happens, and it's amazing. Uh, Tim, are you going to introduce yourself? I'm. My Curator Tim. Nice, thanks, guy. <laughs> My beer is gone. I'm so sad. Oh well, we're not we're not gonna tell Sue about this one. Okay, so it's tonight the dinosaur. Go yeah, ahead, because it's the dinosaur from the Field Museum. I'm gonna who, see her someday. Maybe, maybe no, you might not. She got she has her own private suite now. She's not in the front of the field museum anymore. Oh no, is that what those tweets were about? I thought they were jokes. Sky, <laughs> no. Oh she no. Almost, she almost left Twitter. <laughs> Why? Why do they do this? Oh, I it, it's to break your heart is what it is. I was a month I was 2 months away. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's I was a week out from a retirement. Exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> From Sergeant no, she has <laughs> Sergeant Sky was a week away from retirement <laughs> on the battlefield of the museum. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the museum you're from is a very dangerous museum. Is all I'm saying. No, but why did they put her away? Uh, I forget how the article read it, but she, yeah, she was going to take a break from Twitter, but then the one of the people who was involved in helping her get placed at the Field Museum apparently tweeted at her and was like please don't leave and she's like well i can't leave you know oh well they they were like uh well i can't uh i can't uh not leave twitter for you so sue the t-rex getting kicked out of the field entrance hall new dino coming what but are they going to be as cool as as sue i mean i imagine i don't think so oh it's gonna be tough do they even know how to tweet uh, well, I mean, Sue managed it with very tiny arms, so they're they're a pretty cool dinosaur on their own. So yeah, I, but what I if this that... is some old geezer dinosaur button in that doesn't know like modern technology? Well, then I can't wait for them and Sue to get in an argument on Twitter because that will be amazing. I'm just saying they're not going to get in an argument because it's not going to have a Twitter. Did you? Did you see... It's going to uh, be like, when... where are all the letters from the kids? <laughs> why, don't I get any, why don't I get any handwritten letters? Where's my crushed tree fibers with the, with the words written on them? Um, did you see recently when Sue tweeted out the Golden Girls theme song? What? Did, have you not been paying attention to... Tim. No, what I heard was something you would be. No, no, you cut out. I heard. Did you hear? 
the Golden Girls theme song? I'm like, yeah, of course I've heard it. What? I'm an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a heart in two ears. It's her second uh, national anthem. <laughs> right Sue ne- recently. Right next to Cleveland Rocks from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sue recently tweeted out the um, the uh, Golden Girls theme song, one word at a time, uh, through, by uh, going through the first word of each of her tweets for a couple days. Uh, she tweeted out the theme song. It was amazing. The curators are like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> She's being replaced with a titanosaur. I don't know what that is. It's huge. It's very big. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, that's the wrong name. It's got an eight foot long thigh bone. It says but- here, it says here it's about 25 Danny DeVito's in length is a thing that's on this page. <laughs> Why? Come on. Weighs 70 tons. <laughs> Oh my. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they will have a cool uh you know, a cool thing, a cool Twitter as well. Maybe. Both Sue and what are we gonna call this? Well, Sue the T Rex, uh I mean, I wonder what the Titanosaur's name will be. I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, that has nothing to do with what we were gonna do tonight. I was only bringing her up or bringing them up because uh <laughs> Did you wait? Wait. I did when, it. I know. <laughs> did you see this when asked to comment for her upcoming move and renovation? Have you have you seen her quote? No. For years now, I've been pitching this to the museum: a room with a better defensible position against velociraptor attacks and reduced exposure to possible meteorite collisions. <laughs> Finally, the ma- mammals in charge have come to their senses. Aww. Mm. I'm gonna miss her. I've never Sue's met the her. Best. Uh, well, I I actually had my picture taken with them, and it was it was pretty awesome. That's great. Sue uh, Sue favorited the tweet, and it was the best thing that happened that day. Ah, oh, that's not Jeez. true. I did actually get to see the Field Museum, which is an amazing museum. I anyway, you're gonna say like, oh, that's not true. It wasn't the best best thing of the day. It was the best thing it, of the month. That happened oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great though. I mean, yeah, I got to be honest, but. Sue has nothing to do with I only brought Sue up because uh, they were on Twitter this week and it was a big deal. And you know what else was a big deal? What? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, well, no. Wait. Lots of things. Lots <laughs> no, no, no. of things were big deals. I, I was going to say, I th- that was probably the wrong way to go into that. So there were a lot of terrible stories this week. And, uh, you know, I really hope that everyone... Uh, dealing with the the hurricane right now in Texas is is uh, surviving and doing doing better mm-hmm. uh, but one story from the hurricane stuck with me this week and that is the story of uh, Harvey the Hawk the Cooper's Hawk who flew into a taxi cab oh yeah I saw that <laughs> and, video finally yeah and hung out there to try to wait out the storm uh, Tim have you seen this video Yes, I have. It's incredible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That poor little hawk is like, "What are you doing, human? Stop! Stop! Video, stop taking pictures of me. Get in the car and drive!" Like until the end, I was very skeptical. Like this dude just got <laughs> hawk. Like this, 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 this guy's <laughs> hawk. Like, like I'm like, mm, like I'm Sky. gonna call foul. And then when the guys were there oh. picking it up, I'm like, okay, yeah. You're gonna call foul on it. 
No. Oh God. Sky, this is what I love about you that that you immediately decided that this man just has a hawk. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like... This, this guy has a hawk. Oh, amazing. And he's gonna make well, a video about it. But no, it was a genuine no, heartwarming was... story. It was beautiful. And uh just for reference, uh the 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 hawk did stay with them for a few days, it sounds like, and then uh and then someone uh, from a, it sounds like from their wildlife, uh, well, a li- wildlife preserve, um, yeah, animal worker of some kind came to help out with it or, or take care of him. Uh, but tonight we are going to, uh, we're going to do a similar route for Harvey the Hawk. We're going to go from taxi cab to the worldwide fund for nature. The worldwide fund for nature. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the one organization with the panda as its logo oh yeah uh the with the short name wwf which is confusing but a hilarious mm-hmm. i never knew taxi cab was one word it is according to wikipedia, wikipedia. Which, hmm. yeah um that i i had finally enough i did actually try to do a run that was just hawk or you know like cooper's hawk which is what harvey is to taxi cab and it's two clicks by the way now oh, nice did, did anyone ask this cooper's hawk if its name was harvey no but that's what they decided on the internet so what are you gonna do tim uh mm-hmm. you've heard the story of harvey now but to do our opening game i've decided that we're going to start with another famous uh, Hawk, or at least famous according to New Yorkers, which according to New Yorkers are the only ones that matter. Uh, this Hawk has a nest at 927 Fifth Avenue. He's a red-tailed hawk with light-colored feathers on his head. Hudson and Hawk? Bird watchers... What's that? Hudson Hawk? No. No. And bird watchers gather every year to watch he and his mate raise a clutch of eggs. So what I'm going to ask you tonight, this is a one-question uh, starting game. Uh, if you know his name, you automatically win. Otherwise, the best slash funniest name, as judged by me, gets to go first tonight. Henry. Okay, Tim. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Hawk Branigan. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I kind of got to go with Tim because it's silly enough. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the the bird's name is is Pale Male, and I'm not kidding about that. Pale Male. Male as in gender or as in media? You know what? I'm going to let it be whatever you want it to be. Uh, no, it's it's gender. Uh, and according, uh, bird watcher and author Marie Wynn gave him his name because of his unusually light coloring of his head. Uh, although, if you want other great names for hawks, uh, his mates, they, they've kept track of his mates since uh, the early 90s. Uh, he lives in Central Park, or well, he arrived in Central Park. Now he, he built his nest at 927th Avenue. But um, like his partners that they have listed so far, which the Wikipedia page for him lists his partners in order. Uh, First Love, Chocolate, Blue, Lola, Lima, Paula, Xena, <laughs> and Octavia. So... He's had a lot of ladies. Um, wow, hawk gets around. Well, actually, well, I mean, other hawks get around to him apparently. Oh, I see. Uh, 
Yeah. But he's raised quite a few uh, little, little, what are baby hawks called? Small hawks. Hawklets? I feel like we're about to learn. No. Uh, No. I. All right, Tim, you get to go first tonight. We're going to start on Taxi Cab. A taxi cab, also known as a taxi or a cab. <laughs> Not both. Type, like, I'm Timothy, but you can call me Tim or Uthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a type of vehicle for hire with a driver used by a single passenger or small group of passengers, often for a non-shared ride. A non-shared ride? Non-shared. Only by nuns? No. Oh. Um, there are four distinct forms of taxi cab, which can be identified by slightly differing terms in different countries. Hackney carriages, also known as public hire, hailed or street taxis, licensed for hailing throughout communities. Private hire vehicles, also known as minicabs or private hire taxis, licensed for pre-booking only. Taxi buses, also come many, also come many variations throughout yep. the developing com- countries as jitneys or jeepney. Okay. Uh, yep. Operating on preset routes, uh, typified by multiple stops and multiple independent passengers, and limos. You know what a limo is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I'm very sad that this doesn't link, that limousine here does not link to the uh, 80s hairband uh, made by Strong Bad in the, uh, the Homestar oh, yeah. cartoon years ago. Limousine. Yeah. Limousine. Sorry. All right. <laughs> good. Carry on. Harry Nathaniel Allen of the New York Taxicab Company, who imported the first 600 gas-powered New York City taxicabs from France in 1907. Wow, that's a fleet. Uh, Borrowed the word taxicab from London. Uh, Taxicab is a compound word formed from contractions of taximeter and cabriolet. Taximeter is an adaptation of the German word taximeter. Oh my gosh, etymology. You're (laughs) You're going overboard. Which was itself a variant of the earlier German word taxonom. Just tell us what it is. It's nope. the meter that it tells you how much you're, you know, you're charged for your trip. And a cabriolet is a type of horse-drawn carriage. From the French word cabriolet, leap, caper. From Italian cabriolet to jump. From Latin, it can't be from all of them. Yep. Yes, it can, Tim. Oh, Don't geez. tell them. Ugh. An oh, alternative folk etymology holds that it was named for Franz, Franz von Taxis. <laughs> a Tim, 16th that's, century that's postmaster for Philip of Burgundy. Yep. That's just literally Frank of the Taxis is what that mm-hmm. is. Frank of the Taxis. <laughs> oh, Frank. Frank Taxis. Oh, we, yeah. Frank, he's going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a ride with Frank. Oh, you know, Frank Lost taxis. as a child in the streets of New York and raised by wild taxis. <laughs> yes, Franz of the taxis. <laughs> He'll help you for a price. Oh man! Whoa, whoa! That makes it sound dangerous. I mean, it depends on how far you you need him to go. I see. Let's see here. Hiring a taxi. The newest method to hire is use. Wow, man! Someone needs to check this. <laughs> the newest method to hire is use e-hailing. Which passengers hire the taxi use its mobile device directly to the one of taxi cabs appear in the wow. screen without involve the call center. <laughs> All right. Wow. Taxi. The taxi great. editors are not 
clamping down on this. Tim, they work by the by the my by the by the word. Like that's what it is. Mm. Let's see. Ah, uh, bum bum. Environmental concerns. Yep. Cars make bad gas. Yes. Good. Sure. Good job. Nice. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to point out one thing that I did like on here is that they talk about wheelchair accessible taxis. Uh, in uh, let's see. In recent years, some companies have been adding specially modified vehicles capable of transporting wheelchair-using passengers to their fleets. Such taxi cabs are, are variously called accessible taxis, uh, wheelchair or wheelchair accessible taxi cabs, modified taxi cabs, and so on. Have you guys seen one of these? They're pretty cool. Uh, they have the little the little side lift that uh, can pull can help uh, someone in a wheelchair uh, assist them getting into the into the vehicle. Oh, nice. Um, I really, I mean, that's awesome on its own. Uh, but I also wanted to put or make note here that it says these particular taxi cabs have developed their own special names, <clears throat> such as Maxi Cab. And I just wanted to say that. Oh, geez. That's great. That's great. Um, right? That's a good one. Very good. Under, under navigation. They talk about how some, of course, use GPS, some use memory. In London, despite the complex and haphazard road layout, such aids have only recently been employed by a small number of black cab taxis. Uh, instead, they are required to undergo a demanding process of learning and testing called the knowledge, which uh, was a great NWA oh! album. Uh, this typically Whoa. takes around three years and equips them with a detailed command of 25,000 streets within central London major routes outside the area and all buildings and other destinations to which passengers may ask to be taken. That's incredible. The knowledge. Sky, you made a noise when he said that. Do you know something about this? I do because What? All right. So in college, I took a creative nonfiction writing class and uh -huh. my classmate Justin did a project on the Aetherius Society. Okay. Which is a weird alien cult near Detroit. <laughs> and he and I and our teacher went to a gathering for the Aetherius Society. What? Uh, they have, and their founder is George King. It's very much like a Scientology thing. Good, good. And we pose as people being interested in Aetherius Society. Um,. And we had names. I can't remember. I think my name. My, I think my name was just Sky. I've never been good at coming up with pseudo names or like fake names. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just, else had a weird name, and I'm like, I'm gonna screw this up. So I'm just gonna say Sky. <laughs> no, you walked up. And you were like, "Hello, I'm Sergeant Sky." Exactly. <laughs> and like, and we all had backstories. And what? mine was pretty easy because my parents have do claim to have seen a UFO. Right, uh, and so I just was there, and like I was just kind of interested in it, and being like, I don't know how this fits with, you know, like what you got, you know, like what's going on, and it was very, it was like, I explained that to the woman after the service because they were like, they were very interested in us, right? Because it's the same yeah. people that come every week, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I explained it, like, yeah, my parents saw this, and I'm like, and so you know they they just came down and it hovered over my parents apparently and then it like flew away and i'm like why like why would they do something like that like what do you think and like they believe that like ufos go around and transport prayer power to different areas of the world 
Got it. We pray into a box. It's like this cardboard box in the middle of <laughs> of the circle. And okay. then later, the aliens will come and pick up that box of prayer power and send it somewhere else. I'm on um, board. Uh, I think at the time they were sending it to Australia to fight the fires, I think, that were happening at the time. Okay. Anyway, so I asked her, like, why did my par- Why did this one just hover over my parents and leave? And she looked at me and she said, maybe it was so you would come here and talk to me. Ooh. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I was talking to another guy, and they were talking about George King, who's the founder. And I was like, why, you know, and like, you know, I was like, why did they choose him, you know, like to be, cause he was kind of like, you know, the, the liaison between humanity and the aliens. Yeah. And one of the things they mentioned was he was very smart. He was a taxi driver in the UK and they have to know a lot about streets and like be able to <laughs> memorize things. And he wanted, when they were given, and the aliens wanted to be sure that when they gave him a vision, he would remember it all. And so I mean, because he was a taxi driver, that's proof that he was good enough to do this. And so like when you said like, oh, yeah, in the UK, there's actually a test for ta-, like, oh, uh, that thing that happened to me eight years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know why you went there? <laughs> so, so you would know this for tonight. So I would know this for tonight. And I would spend 10 minutes explaining it to you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That oh, was incredible. Man. That was a weird experience, but it was pretty I'm terrific. so glad that sparked that for you. <laughs> man, so oh. I have I have an intended sort of sub goal to reach the goal in my head. But I'm not finding bad, anything man. on here to go that way. Uh so that's a bad thing. Uh I'm going to go to limousine. Yes. Limousine. I'm so glad you guys are on board with this. All right, Sky, what do you got? That's really good. Uh, I'm going to the knowledge. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) The knowledge. You're just going to see how far this goes. I found my destiny. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it goes to Taxi Cops of the United Kingdom. I have not made a very knowledge. Yep. This is wonderful. This is this is wonderful. Okay, <laughs> limousine. A uh, limousine or a limo or a, a zine. No, no. A luxury no, that's sedan. A whole different thing. Or saloon car, generally driven by a chauffeur. <laughs> uh, it was originally an enclosed automobile with open driver's seat. It is named after a type of cloak and hood that was worn by the inhabitants of the limousine region. That later resembled the covering of a carriage, and much later used to describe an automobile body with a permanent Whoa. top that extended over the d- open driver's compartment. Wait, so, what? It's a it's a cl- it's a coat. So apparently, apparently, people in the limousine region wore cloaks that looked like the overhead carriages of cars. I'm looking for this right now. Um, the first automobile limousine built in 1902 was designed so the driver sat outside under a covered compartment. How dare the driver sully our uh, <laughs> experience. Uh, the first stretch limousine was created in Fort Smith, Arkansas, around 1928 by a coach company named Armbruster. <laughs> That's a cool name. 
That is uh, a pretty these cool cars name. were primarily used to transport famous big band leaders. Oh, cool! Such as Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman, and their bands yes. and equipment. These early stretch limousines were often called big band buses. Cool. In German-speaking not... countries, a limousine is simply a sedan, while a lengthened wheelbase car is called a stretch limousine. Are you not finding so, it, Kyle? A similar yeah, design is used for the black cabs of London. I, um, I mean, the the best thing that I got is, uh, well, I just sent you a picture of someone that I when I searched for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just read something. Well, no, this this guy with his with his hood, that's, that's just like just over his eyes, like. Oh man, it's just great. I mean, it looks as though he's like this hood is easily large enough to pull over his head. Yeah, but like he's got but, it just over his eye because he's like, oh, the sun's so bright. But he's still like, that's squinting. The, like, that's the face he's job. making. Yeah. All right. Novelty limousines. Oh what? boy. A variety of vehicles Homer. have been converted into novelty limousines. They may be rented for weddings or for those quote. Looking to travel in style, unquote. Mm-hmm. An example is the East German Trabant that was designed for a low manufacturing cost and incorporated body panels made from a rag fiber and plastic resin material. Whoa, that's wild, guys. Volkswagen Beetles. You have to read this like you're the guy from The Price is Right. Like, oh. <laughs> An example is the East German Trabant that was designed for a low manufacturing cost and incorporated body panels made from a rag fiber and plastic resin material. Volkswagen Beetles, Fiat Pandas, and Citroën 2CV vehicles are occasionally stretched into limousines. There we go. Nice. Novelty color limousines such as purple and pink are another way to express individuality when renting a vehicle for special occasions. <laughs> that's an that's yeah, an interesting that's... sentence. That yes, is it its is. own paragraph. And it's cited too. What's that citation? Uh, oh no, uh, a a story in uh, oh no 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 a book called One Thousand Best Wedding Bargains from two thousand four. You know I'm clicking that. <laughs> have you tried? Have you considered a cheaper pink limousine? Uh, oh wow! So... Hold on. The uh, yeah. The tip is number 372 on, it's apparently on Google Books, and I'm looking at it right now. So so Uh, there's one link on here that I am tempted to follow, but there's also a potential link to what I originally wanted to follow, Oh no! and I'm going to go for it. Uh, Is it pandas? It's pandas, isn't it? No, no, that's that's the one I'm tempted by. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to some funeral homes maintain six-door stages to carry the family of the deceased between the church and the cemetery. I'm clicking on funeral homes. Wow. Okay. I really thought, man, when I heard Fiat Panda, I was like, well. That's I, might, I might end up having to go back to that one. Where's Panda on this page about limousines? Fiat Pandas are made oh into limousines. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That I don't. You. you uh so this thing here, it, just the the uh, tip three seventy two on the same front novel novelty color limousines will be more expensive to rent. Oh, it's just expressly copied and pasted. Uh, so find another. Oh, 
oh no so it says to find another way to express your individuality uh because it's more expensive to get a novelty color one and then uh tip 373 skip the loaded limousines companies will charge extra for use of limousines with a wet bar, satellite TV, skylights, mood lighting, special sound systems, and the works. Oh, really? This isn't a nightclub. Good, good it, tip. It's mm-hmm. a it's a ride to your wedding. Go with the lower frills models for better price breaks. If you, if you get the one with all the things, it's gonna cost more. Tip number yeah. five. I uh. mean, skip the extras like snacks and liquor stocked in your car. Oh my gosh. Negotiate you know those additions. Don't out of forget those co- to make some contracts. sandwiches. You know what's cheaper? Just get Just, in your freaking like, you know, no. Honda Accord and take pick up your date and then just there you go. <laughs> Still, Done. don't forget the sandwiches. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Cla- uh, tip three seventy six. Check check with classic car clubs to see if members are into the practice of renting out their mint condition Mustang convertibles. Or Rolls Royces for weddings. Some yeah, proud see if this guy who loves his car is going to give it to some friggin' <laughs> pimp, pimply-faced 17-year-old who wants to hey, go I trash really it. Liked and, it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know oh. that's, that's tip, like, past 300. <laughs> like, you're not even reading at this point. No, no, you're, you're done. You're out. Okay, t- uh, Tim, you're ready for you're the going knowledge? to... Funeral home. <laughs> no. No, I'm not ready for the knowledge. <laughs> What's the what is the knowledge, Sky? <laughs> well, like we said, it's the the London taxi cab driver is required to be able to uh, decide routes immediately in response to a passenger's uh, request or traffic conditions, rather than stopping to look at a map, relying on satellite navigation, or asking a controller by radio. Um, it's an in-depth study of a number of preset London street routes and all places of interest. The taxi cab drivers in that city must complete to obtain a license to operate a black cab uh it was initiated in 1865 uh 320 standard routes through central london or runs are defined in the guide to learning the knowledge of london (laughs) which which is produced by the public carriage office uh some 25,000 streets within a six mile radius of charing's cross are covered along with a major uh arterial route through the rest of london uh, a taxi driver, taxi uh, a taxi cab driver must learn these routes as well as the points of interest along and within half a mile of each of these end routes, including streets, squares, clubs, hospitals, hotels, theaters, all this stuff. Um, uh, and then they have a section here that's called Knowledge Boys slash Girls. What during training, would-be cabbies known as Knowledge Boys or Knowledge Girls. Usually follow these routes around London on a motor scooter and can be identified by a clipboard fixed to the handlebars and showing details uh, oh, and showing details of the streets to be learned that day. They must be of good character, meeting strict requirements regarding any criminal record, then first pass a written test which qualifies them to make an appearance. <laughs> and that appearance is in quotes. Uh, at appearances, knowledge boys and girls must, without looking at a map, identify the two random points in metropolitan London that their examiner chooses and then choose the shortest route and most sensible route from one to the other. In each route, the applicants must recite the names of the roads used, when they cross junctions, use roundabouts, make turns, and what is alongside them at each point. That's wild. <laughs> like, they so, just have to memorize all of it. 
So what I'm realizing is that Sherlock Holmes was not actually a detective. He was just a good taxi dri- taxi cab driver. He was like, just really, what, yeah. Like that's what that takes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, In fact, I a, bet there's a story about like, I bet there's a, a mystery there where, is. yeah. Yeah, there it's is. like, how does this guy know so much? No streets. Blah, blah. And he's like, oh, he's a, he's a cab driver. He's a cabbie. Yeah, it's there is. I know. <laughs> uh, knowledge boys and girls and their online learning communities have been the subject of academic research. Uh, there is evidence that training up for the knowledge can measurably alter the hippocampus of trainee cab drivers. So there you go. What? Maybe mm. George King's into it. The hippocampus is the area of the brain that uses that's used for spatial memory and navigation and is generally larger in taxi drivers than the general population, cited three times. That's uh, that's astounding. Uh, the knowledge, its runs, and to a certain extent, the role of the uh, PCO, which I mm, probably like the public carriage something, uh, like form it. the basis for a future religion in Will Shelf's The Book of Dave. Don't know what that is. But hey, two religions founded on this. Weird. (laughs) How can, I mean, you can't say that about most other tests. Sorry, you you broke up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't say that about like most other, most other tests. Yeah, very true. Uh, So I don't have a lot of choices. Mm. I think I'm going to click on uh, sat navs. Okay. Okay. Funeral homes. Do you guys have Funeral any idea homes. where I'm trying to go with this? No. Not, not anymore, I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm going out on a limb. Oh um, good. You're that wasn't going. a pun or okay. a clue. Uh Funeral Home, Funeral Parlor or Mortuary is a business that provides interment and funeral services for the dead and their families. That's interment, not internment. Yeah. Different things. Right. Yes. Interment is putting someone into the ground. Internment yep. is putting them into a <laughs> camp. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, there's not really a whole lot on this page, surprisingly. Yeah, this uh, is it's a, a very general short description. Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do do do. Not like it has. A cool picture of offices of Butterworth and Sons Mortuary in Seattle, Washington, 1900. Yeah. Which just looks like a nice funeral home with some people just sitting there waiting for business, I guess. Quote, unquote, business. There's a there's a page from something called Reasons for Funerals. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the funeral from ancient Egypt to present day America was apparently a book. Uh the reasons are helps confirm the reality and finality of death, provides yeah. a climate for mourning and the expression of grief, allows the sorrows of one to become the sorrows of many, is one of the few times love is given and not expected in return, is a vehicle for the community oh, wow. to pay its respects, encourages the affirmation of religious faith, is a declaration that a life has been lived as well as a sociological statement that a death has occurred. I, Those are some pretty decent reasons. It's true, but they have these little, like, like tiny, what are those, birds? Like, tiny gold seals that look, or tiny gold stamps that look like, I guess, birds that are on fire between some of them. And, that like, it's an irregular number of them 
between each one of these reasons, and I can't tell if there's a pattern to it or not. Maybe if I mm-hmm. had the knowledge, I would be, I would understand. So, the reason I went here mm-hmm. is I wanted to try to find uh, Undertaker. Oh my gosh! I was gonna do something similar. <laughs> what? Yeah, I thought maybe I would end up on like WWF somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't. You guys. It's it's wrestling. It's it's in our blood. That's not. But that's not the the worldwide fund for nature. Isn't actually the WWF. It's right. It's not. But that's why that's why the WWF, like the the wrestling federation, is now the WWE. <laughs> because the WWF sued them. Right. Oh my gosh. I bet that's on that page. I'm trying to get to wrestling. Yeah, it's going to work. I'm probably going to go back. I might have to go the panda route. I'm looking to see, because there is a page for the... You know what? No, we'll just see if we get there. All right. (laughs) Tim, where are you going from funeral home? (laughs) I'm actually going to go back. Oh, good. (laughs) And I'm going to go to the Fiat Panda. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys. All right, Fiat Panda. Got it. All right, Sky. Satellite navigation. (laughs) Using a system of satellites to revive autonomous geospatial positioning. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. It's like sort of like uh, uh, triangulation or something. I can actually think of a route for you from here, but, like, it's a stretch. Yeah. Um, I was looking here, Mm -hmm. and I saw something that I might click on. Okay. Uh, Transit's operations were based on the Doppler effect. The first satellite navigation was Transit, a system deployed by the U.S. military in the 1960s. Uh, satellites traveled on well-known paths and broadcast their signals on a well-known radio frequency. The received frequency uh, will differ slightly uh, from the broadcast frequency because of the movement of the satellite with respect to the receiver. By monitoring this frequency shift over a short time interval, the receiver can determine its location to one side or to the other side of the satellite, and several such measurements combined with a precise knowledge of the satellite's orbit can find uh, a fix or can fix a particular position. Uh, I'm going to click on the Doppler effect. Cool, cool. And there are some great gifts here. Oh, yeah, I bet. I I don't know if we've been to the Doppler effect yet on on our show. Wow. All right, uh, the Doppler effect is coming up after. I feel like we have been there. What's that? I feel like we have been there. The Doppler effect? Yeah. Maybe it just so. seems I got Doppler okay. deja vu. I think Ooh. we went to like sonar. That I mean it's probably one or like of those, echolocation, yeah. maybe. Oh yeah. I think we did actually do like sonar. That would have been an early one, I think. But that's not important right now because we're talking about panda cars. Yep. So I've never seen the word panda so many times in my life. 
Mm-hmm. That's not that's, true. That's safe. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think any of these actually links to the animal, though. No, I don't think they do either, Tim. In over 31 years, Fiat has sold over 6.5 million pandas globally. <laughs> Man, like a Captain Planet villain. Yeah. Um. um so the panda is an. It's an ugly uh, car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired! Uh, I just want to point out that doing is that the one like that a, the hamsters are in. Oh no, no that's I a Kia that's Soul. The, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Um, I like those commercials. I, I mean, everyone does, except the one where they. I I always I always get upset at the one where they like go and work out a ton and suddenly become like really skinny hamsters. Uh, that's weird. One, yeah, one because you know body positivity come on guys and to your hamsters you're supposed to be fat like that's the point yeah you're like unhealthy if you're not yeah that's not good you're dying stop hamsters <laughs> we'll get you help we can you don't have to worry about looking looking heavy it's okay uh all right so the, the, the um so okay which one of these would you consider the best panda <laughs> In terms of pandaness, yeah. panda natural power, panda easy power, panda trekking, or panda cross. <laughs> panda cross. Panda cross. It's my, my favorite anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say there's absolutely a panda cross anime. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say panda easy. Panda easy. That's a radio station for pandas. You're listening oh, yeah. to Panda Easy. You're listening to Bamboo. 102 Bamboo, Easy Panda Oh, listening. no. Oh, Tim, that's perfect. <laughs> the only thing that's not perfect is finding a place to go from this page. I know, this is so hard. There are 231 oh, 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 oh. mentions of the oh. word panda on this page, and none of them are linked. All right, yeah. except maybe but one. But I found, I found something that might be more promising. Oh? Uh, Fiat presented... Aria concept in Frankfurt Motor Show 2007. The this is the Fiat. Oh no, there's the Fiat Panda Simba. Whoa! And there's Panda the Fiat elephants? Panda Aria. Um, wow. The Aria is equipped with new environment-friendly technology and outputs only 69 grams per kilometer. Yeah, 69 grams yes. per kilometer of CO2. I'm clicking on CO2. Oh my gosh. You guys, <laughs> this is going to be a great page. I can I can feel it. All right, Sky. Let's talk about the Doppler effect. Uh, the Doppler effect, or the Doppler shift, is the change Ooh. in frequency or wavelength of a wave for the observer who is moving relative to the wave source. It is named after the Australian physicist Christian Doppler who described the phenomenon in 1842. Uh, a common example of a Doppler shift is a change of pitch heard when a vehicle sounding a siren or horn approaches, passes, and recedes from the observer. Compared to the emitted frequency, the received frequency is higher during the approach, identical at the instant of passing by, and lower during the recession. Which kind of makes sense in this little animation. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about the Doppler effect. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, basically the way that the sound, since you're moving towards the sound, like there's a bunch of it <laughs> in front yeah. of you. 
and yeah. and then kind of spacing out behind you because you're moving it away, so it's more spaced out. So it's, the pitch is going to be lower. Sounds uh, weird. This animation's adorable, by the way. Yeah, it's a very cute little animation of a car. There's also just a an MP3 here of a passing car horn <laughs> going off. Uh, there's uh, a lot I, of math here. Mm. They uh, use it for med- medical in- imaging and blood flow measurement sometimes, which is interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mm. I was hoping that like a bunch of animals might use this for some reason, <laughs> or like have have a way of dealing with it. There is developmental biology. Okay. Um. It says during the segmentation of vertebrae embryos, waves of gene expression sweep across the prosmetic mesoderm, the tissue from which the precursors of the vertebrae are formed. Uh A new somite is formed upon arrival of a wave at the anterior end of the prosmetic mesoderm. Okay. Then it says in zebrafish, it has been shown that the shortening of the the prosmetic mesoderm, oops, uh, during segmentation leads to the Doppler effect at the anterior end of the tissue, uh, which moves into the waves. The zebrafish is an animal. That would That's be the exactly first, what I'm clicking on. <laughs> that would be the first animal we've come across so far tonight. <laughs> I'm clicking on zebrafish. All right. Wow, they look like tiny little minnows. Oh, they're adorable. I was expecting Aww. a big-ass fish. No, this <laughs> is got perfect. got little min- minnows. Aw. They are, they belong to the minnow family. They're they're really cute. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Let's see. Worldwide? Nope. Not here. No. I mean, <laughs> I think you're just gonna have to go with fish in a second. <laughs> yeah. But carbon dioxide, a thing that most of us don't need, but trees love. Trees love that. Well, I mean, we need we need carbon dioxide for many things, such as wine. And fire extinguishers. Oh. <laughs> uh, carbon dioxide in the form of dry ice is often used during the cold soak phase in winemaking to cool clusters of grapes quickly after picking to help prevent spontaneous fermentation by wild yeast. <laughs> I just imagine yeast and like, imagine yeast wild like riding little yeast. horses with like bandit masks on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like Mad Max, but with tiny, tiny ro- roaming bands of yeast. Mm-hmm. Carbon dioxide is sometimes used to top up wine bottles or other storage vessels, such as barrels, to prevent oxidation, though it has the problem that it can dissolve into the wine, making a oh. previously still wine oh. slightly fizzy. Uh, for this reason, other gases such as nitrogen or argon are preferred for this process. Cool. Wow. Okay. Who knew making wine was so hard? I mean... Probably winemakers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, An entire industry of people who do this for a living, Yes. Yep. Uh, see here. The atmosphere greenhouses may, uh, or if a large size, must be enriched with additional CO2 to sustain and increase the rate of plant growth. At very high concentrations, carbon dioxide can be toxic to animal life. So raising the concentration to 10,000 parts per million, 1% or higher, for several hours will eliminate pests such as whiteflies and spider mites in a greenhouse. Wow. Yep. You're just <clears throat> gassing them out. I mean, that's essential. Yes, essentially. A candy again, called Pop Rocks is pressurized with carbon dioxide gas. 
When placed in the mouth, it dissolves just like other hard candy and releases the gas bubbles with an audible pop. Amazing. How have Pop Rocks contributed to the greenhouse effect, though? They have this... Okay. The candy called Pop Rocks is pressurized with carbon dioxide gas. That's cited. It is cited to... Futurific, wait, yeah, Futurific Leading Indicators Magazine, Volume 1. Like, someone wrote about that, I guess. But they do have the actual uh, amount of uh, pressurized carbon dioxide gas, I guess. (laughs) They say it's 580 PSI, which seems high. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, you know, you gotta, gotta, (laughs) gotta make that pop. Why would you put that in your face? That's a bad, <laughs> That's a uh, bad idea. Just, just ask Mikey from the live commercial. <laughs> um, so there are a few places where the, the WWF could pop up here. Carbon dioxide is the most significant long-lived greenhouse gas in the Earth's atmosphere. Um, primarily from use of fossil fuels and deforestation. It has rapidly increased its concentration in the atmosphere, leading to global warming. So I have greenhouse gas, deforestation, global warming. Also, ocean acidification. I'm going to go to deforestation. That's a good call, I think. Uh, Nice. As a note here, there's one sentence with no other explanation. Carbon dioxide is the lasing medium in a carbon dioxide laser which is one of the earliest types of lasers, period. No citation, nothing else explaining it. I, what? How, can you make lasers out of carbon dioxide? <laughs> Again, this stuff is more dangerous than we're giving it credit for, apparently. Yeah. All right, deforestation, Odd. speaking of dangerous. All right, let's go to a really cute tiny fish. Besides being cute and tiny. And maybe be, maybe not besides, but because of, it is a popular <laughs> aquarium fish. Oh. Uh, frequently so, sold under the trade name Zebra Danio or Danio. I kind of like Danio. Yeah. They're just all Danios. Hey, Danny. Uh, zebra fish is also an important and widely used vertebrae model organism in scientific research and, has, and was among the first vertebrates to be uh, cloned because frogs were cloned decades earlier because that's like a trope. Uh, mm-hmm. It is... Uh, particularly notable for its regenerative po- properties and abilities and has been <laughs> modified by researchers uh, to produce many transgenic strains. Are these so people, things tiny wolverines? Pretty much. They're tiny and they're just like wolverine being experimented on by oh, scientists. No. Oh no. <laughs> and being messed up. Yeah, they can regenerate their fins, skin, heart, lateral line hair cells and brain. During wow. their larval stages, <laughs> I guess that's probably a pretty important important note there. Uh, <laughs> they can't just do that willy nilly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're using a bunch of a bunch of medical research. That's pretty much all I have to say about these guys. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just gonna go like fish. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Such an exciting fish. Are we? Are we getting? Are we just getting tired? Or is are we just getting sleepy here? Or we're gonna be a I'm sleepy podcast freshwater, here? Freshwater fish. I'm just gonna lay freshwater down. Freshwater fish. Oh. 
All right. Deforestation. So exciting. So uh, what percentage of the Earth's land surface would you say is covered by forests? Uh, 70%. Uh, I already Close. Close. <laughs> if you took that and took the part that you would say was not covered by forest, you would have the answer. What? Yeah. That's 30% is covered by forest. I mean, I guess there's a lot of mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are we calling, what are we calling forest, though? Like, how far do two trees have to be together to like be apart before they're a forest? That's a, that sounds like a Bob Dylan question. How many trees must How tree close be? do two trees need to be? To be or you can call them a forest. A forest. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but we keep cutting them down because we're awful people. That's right. We're the worst animal. Uh, I guess there's like deserts, too. Uh, well, <laughs> exploring the globe with Sky. I guess there are deserts. Cute, cute fish some and places are, That's what we got. Some places are tundra. That's like an ice desert. Uh, actually, yeah, the uh, largest desert in the world is uh, Antarctica, essentially. Mm-hmm. I guess there's Cause... mountains, but then there's also the opposite of mountains, which are holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now in North All America, right. it's only it's more than forty percent. That's it. I was thinking uh, it would be higher than that. Yeah. Nope. Uh, according to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. The overwhelming direct cause of deforestation is agriculture. Yeah, obviously. Subsistence farming is responsible for 48% of the deforestation. Commercial agriculture is responsible for 32%. Logging for 14%. And fuel wood removals for 5%. We're terrible. Uh, Oddly, experts do not agree on... Well, maybe not oddly, but interestingly. Experts do not agree on whether industrial logging is an important contributor to global deforestation. That is cited twice. Some argue that poor people are more likely to clear forests because they have no alternatives. Others, that the poor lack the ability to pay for the materials and labor needed to clear forests. One study found that population increases due to high fertility rates were a primary driver of tropical deforestation in only 8% of cases. Hmm. Other causes of contemporary deforestation may include corruption of government institutions, the inequitable distribution of wealth and power, population growth, and overpopulation. It's... Check. It's a very socio-economical, political situation. Oof. I did. I I've told you guys about the. Uh, I for a while I was taking some uh, taking. I was listening in on some classes on like the iTunes uh, University uh, podcasts. Like they would they would record uh, university lessons from oh, yeah. uh, different uh, colleges and universities across the U.S. And one uh, did like a breakdown of uh, basically where food comes from, and I, I think it was a uh, I think it was a course from Berkeley, but they actually went into like it went all the way back. They talked about sources of food, but in reference to all the way back to like um, or in the U.S. specifically uh, to the uh, oh what's the name of the program where. Um, Essentially, if you moved out west and you cleared the land, you got the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and how that contributed to the Dust Bowl, the and then Homesteader program, or yeah, yeah, yeah Homesteader, Homesteader Act. Act, yeah, yeah, and how that contributed to the problem that we have now with our own uh, our own food sources, and how basically we're destroying ourselves, and uh, it was it was terrifying, and I every up every lesson i just walked away i was like I, I i need to i can't i can't even look at food right now i feel terrible terrible about everything we do and this page is not helping is all i'm saying yeah um, all right tim so madagascar has lost 90 percent of its eastern rainforests as of 2007 less than 50 percent of haiti's forests remain um a whole bunch of countries wow mexico india the philippines indonesia thailand burma malaysia bangladesh china sri lanka laos nigeria the De democratic republic of the congo liberia guinea ghana and the ivory coast have lost large areas of their rainforest uh several countries notably brazil have declared their deforestation a national emergency the world wildlife funds ecoregion project catalogs habitat types throughout the world including habitat loss such as deforestation, showing, for example, that even in the rich forests of parts of Canada, such as the mid-continental Canadian forests of the prairie provinces, half of the forest cover has been lost or altered. Um, World Wildlife Fund is linked. Well done. Nice job. Thank you. Oh, there's that panda. There's that panda. There's that negative space panda. Negative space Man, panda. I, I was going <laughs> to click on crappies. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, <laughs> Sky, you still can. I'm not going to stop you. In fact, I'll, I'll let you do it regardless. <laughs> uh, I I've done it. They are just they look like ordinary fish. Oh, really? Checking the vandalism history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so its other names are much better. Uh, the common name uh derives from the French Canadian French uh, crape which refers to the many different fishes of the sunfish family. So it's a sunfish. And then oh, okay. other names for the crappie are paper mouths, strawberry bass, uh, speckled bass, or specks. Uh, speckled perch, crappie bass, calico bass. Yeah, lots of bass. Here's, here's the one that you would expect. Uh, yeah, it says both, like it says, uh, let's see. There's all like the the HTML here, so it's kind of hard to read with the links. Right. Uh, the crappies. Um, uh, there are families. Uh, it says both species in this genus are popular game fish. They produce big dumps, hence the name crappie. Nice. There we go. Nice. Got them. Did not disappoint. <laughs> Did not disappoint. Came. To, that's exactly what we came to this page for. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that somebody just added hello to the end of, like, there's just a sentence that just says hello. And then, <laughs> and then two days later, someone had to delete from the same place. Dalton was here. Oh, no. Stop Dalton. it, Dalton. <laughs> Dalton just, maybe, maybe Dalton was in trouble and this is the only page you can reach. Hmm. Here's another one where someone just added in all lowercase, I see black crappies in my toilet. There we go. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh. You should maybe visit a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is in all caps. It just says, it says, you're all dumbass if you have to look on Wiki for angling tips. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. Just calling people out. Dang. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Someone's confident. Oh, man. Oh, Very wow. good. That's pretty Very great. good. Anyway, wildlife fund. Yeah, it's a wildlife fund. It's the Worldwide Fund for Nature, the WWF, not N. No, no N. Definitely not a wrestling panda. Nope. Which is a shame. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, in 2000, the World Wildlife Fund for Nature sued the World Wrestling Federation, now named WWE, for unfair trade practices. Both parties had shared the initials WWF since 1979. The conservation organization claimed that the sports entertainment company had violated a 1994 agreement regarding international use of the initials. Uh, in August 2001, a UK court ruled in favor of the Worldwide Fund for Nature. The World Wrestling Federation filed an appeal in October 2001, uh, but in May of 2002, they changed their web address from WWF to WWE and replaced every WWF reference on the existing site with WWE. Uh, and then they changed everything else from there, including their stock ticker. Wow. Went from WWF to WWE. Um, World Wildlife Fund still tried to sue for $360 million in damages. Wow. But was not <clears> successful. <throat> I mean, they went pretty far out of their way to, you know, to fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like they let it go for a long time. Yep. Um, here, although here's the important part of that symbol, the story of that symbol, uh, and this, I mean, this definitely should come up in a in a trivia quiz somewhere, uh, you know, pub trivia somewhere. Uh, WWF's giant panda logo originated from a panda named Chi Chi that had been transferred from Beijing Zoo to London Zoo in 1958, three years before WWF became established. Uh, yeah. So uh, apparently, it was the only. It was famous as the only panda residing in the Western world at the time. And according to this, it says its uniquely recognizable physical features and status as an endangered species were seen as an, as ideal to serve the organization's need for a strong, recognizable symbol that would become all language overcome all language barriers. Also, pandas are adorable. I mean, come on. Yep, they're very cute. Um. The president of honor of WWF in Spain used to be King Juan Carlos I, who has been a known hunting enthusiast. In 1962, when he was 24, he was invited by the German Baron Werner von Alvensleben, potentially, to hunt in Mozambique. Since then, the king has taken part in hunting forays in Africa and Eastern Europe. In October 2004, he was a member of a hunt in Romania that killed a wolf and nine brown bears including one that was pregnant, according to the Romanian newspaper Romania Libera. Uh, wow. He was also accused by a Russian official of killing a bear called Mitrofan, supposedly after giving vodka to the animal in an episode that sparked controversy in Sp Spain, although the claim was never proven. Oh my gosh. In the same year, according to the Guardian, the Polish government allowed him to kill a European bison uh, in one of their forests, even though it is an endangered species. Further controversy arose in April 2012, when the king's participation in an elephant hunt in Botswana was discovered only after he returned to Spain on an emergency flight after tripping over a step and fracturing his hip. <laughs> uh, the WWF stripped him of his honorary position in July 2012, an extraordinary assembly by 94% of the votes of the members. 
After all that, there's another paragraph that says, Prince Charles, the UK head of the WWF, has stated that he enjoys hunting. He is believed, however, to adhere to legal British traditional hunting and speaks out against hunting endangered species. Citation needed. Citation, citation needed. Um, other important notes about media. Uh, the British pop, co- pop group S Club 7 were ambassadors for WWF UK during their time together as a band from 1999 to 2003. Each How of many the bears did they kill? <laughs> sponsored sponsored an endangered animal and in 2000 traveled to the various locations around the world for their chosen animals uh, for a seven-part BBC documentary uh, series entitled S Club 7 Go Wild. Uh, little did you also know that they they could turn into those animals as well. Oh, they were animorphs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Neat. I mean, that yeah. should be... I mean, if you are, if you do get to the highest level of WWF funding... <laughs> uh, that should unlock the ability to turn into an animal of your choice. You just become an animorph. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Everyone just picks pandas, though. I mean. Well, yeah, right. because they're adorable. <laughs> and no one well wants done. to shoot them. Well, some awful people do. Um, uh, and I, I mean, there's there's some controversy around the WWF. I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got into the hunting part of it. Uh, I just wanted to go into this one just because of the names of this publication. In 2012, German investigative journalist Wilfred Heusman published a book mm-hmm. called The Silence of the Pandas. <laughs> it became a bestseller in Germany, but was banned from Britain until 2014 when it was released under the title of Panda Leaks. Huh. Wow. Uh, wow. We're just never... That's going to be our generation's blank gate isn't it mm-hmm. like that's that's just gonna be it isn't it yeah yep. uh, well congratulations tim well done thank you 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 nice found work. your way you helped that hawk find its way to uh to uh the wwf <laughs> uh from its from its home in the taxi cab uh if you want to help us uh find your way back onto your your oh MP3, wait 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 your, oh no wait wait, wait. so the hawk is in the back seat, Thanks, right? Sorry. Thank you, Sky. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta bring this story to its complete finish. Okay. So the hawk is in the back seat of the taxi, mm-hmm. and like, there's the road to the the World Wildlife Fund, right? <laughs> yeah. And they pass it, and the hawk is like squawk, <laughs> and then. The chauffeur or the taxi cab driver turns back and oh, no. gives a smile, and it's King Juan Carlos the First. Oh no! <laughs> That's a twist ending. And it takes it. You see a big sign that says like "illegal endangered animal hunting range," and it's going down oh, that no. road instead. Oh, it's the most dangerous game. It's bad. <laughs> that would it's be if the hawk out. was hunting the king. Well, I mean. Turnabout Which it could. Yeah. Shyamalan twist ending. Yeah. It was all a ruse. I mean, the hawk is still a wild animal, and that man is still driving the car. That's going to be <laughs> difficult. Oh, man. Well, I had a good segue. It was there. It's gone now. I killed it. Subscribe. <laughs> killed it dead. Go to our website. <laughs> Follow us on Twitters. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. We haven't told them to tell our friends. Hey, 
That's what's you know been people. missing. You. you know some people. Hey. And guess hey. what? You're mm, you're probably a nerd. Like, come on. <laughs> Look down deep. You're probably a nerd. Your friends are probably nerds. Oh, yeah. They want to listen to this podcast. It's true. There's three of us. There's three nerds. Three. Four with you. Three. Five with your friend. See? We can be more nerds together. Counting. Yep. Together, we can be a whole bunch of nerds. So do it. <laughs> tell the, tell that friend you've been meaning to tell him about we should know better. But Sky, you just can't stop, find the way to do it. Stop trying to start a cult. You can't, not, not to What you need to do, okay, here's, I know it's awkward, right? It's oh an boy. awkward conversation to have. Oh my gosh. I, I, I have been in this situation where I'm like, all right, I have a cool <laughs> podcast. Like, no, that's the thing. Everybody likes listening to podcasts. Nobody likes someone mm-hmm. telling them they should listen to podcasts. <laughs> well, here's what you do. All right. You t- the time marker here, right? Right now. Pause it. <laughs> all right. Well, not right now. Stop. Wait. No, okay. no, no, come when back, I tell come you back. to pause it, when I tell you to pause it, pause it, pause it. <laughs> hey, man, your friend's trying to tell you something. He, he loves you very much. He or she, they love you very much. <laughs> the non-binary dinosaur listen. loves you very much. They want to listen, make you listen to more of this, and you should. Because we put a lot of heart into this. Also, we love you very much, too. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Nice shirt. <laughs> All right. Unless you you're not wearing a listen. shirt, then you look really good without a shirt. Oh yeah, tell mm. your friend to tell your friend to listen to listen again because he hasn't listened to this part. You should do like the, if you have earbuds, you should do the cute thing where like one person has one earbud and the oh, other one yeah. has the other. Yes. And you can listen that way. Maybe you could take this relationship further. I mean, maybe this is the first step. Oh wow, we could be starting something, Sky. I think so. I have a good feeling about you too. <laughs> All right. Well, in case they don't just listen to this, you can also tell them to look us up by checking out our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at wskbcast. You can uh, find us on Facebook by uh, searching for We Should Know Better. And uh, you can find us on iTunes. It's real easy. It Just look on iTunes and, and leave us a review, please. Yeah, do it. And and yes, tell your friend that they look nice. Yeah, you too, Jeremy. Whoa, whoa. Jeremy's Jeremy's cool. Don't he is. Know. That's why you should leave us a friggin' review. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, you guys. Uh I <laughs> I have a taxi to catch, so I am going to take off. <laughs> I'm gonna go catch a cab with a with a hawk. Alright. Do it. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah, oh, man. you should probably let them know. Like, if you if you want to shoot them an email now, that's probably a mm-hmm. thing. I'll do our intro do. while you do that. Okay. Actually, maybe I'll wait so you come so you still hear, <laughs> so you don't come in like ten seconds later. <laughs> You're like, and with me as always, and Sky will come in, and then it'll be like two minutes of silence, and I'm Tim. Wow, and you guys demonstrated for me right there. Thank you. Just like like that. Perfect. 
Nailed it. First try. Tim's concentrating. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>